Thread. A singular thought expanded upon. Thread is the podcast of Dr. Chuck Quinley. For more information, log on to Quinley.com. Thread. Hi, I'm Chuck Quinley, and welcome back to Thread, episode 52. I want to say hi to everybody out there, and especially today to those from San Antonio, Texas, where we're getting a lot of traffic. Uh, not sure exactly how we got known in San Antonio, but we're happy to have you, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, Thread is a Bible study for leaders, whether you are a leader of a company or a ministry, or whether you are a leader of a family, or you're just trying to be influential to your friends at work or to other students or those that are with you on the way. So we want to sit at the feet of the master leader, Jesus Christ, and search for principles that we can apply so our leadership will be more effective in the lives of those that follow us. Well, our family just returned from a month on the road in ministry, and we've got three nights to sleep in our own bed. Tonight is the last of those And then we're back out on the road again. This time we'll be headed to the USA, going to Atlanta, Georgia, and be there for about three weeks at Mount Perrin Church of God's Big Missions Festival. And then I'll be heading back to Asia to go into Burma. I always love to go into that country and see what's happening. There's just a lot of new developments. And so we're taking the Media Light media team there with us and going to do some training and also shoot some things. Uh, and for much of this year, we're going to be on the road as a family and in the States for about five months of that. So if you're in the States, we may run into you. If you're in other parts of the globe, we just might run into you there also. Well, today in our thread, we are in uh, Mark chapter 14, and we return to be with Christ in his darkest hour of suffering and sacrifice. Join us at the Mount of Olives as Jesus talks to his disciples about friendship and loyalty. So we'll give you a minute to go and get your Bible and come right back in Mark chapter 14 for Thread. You know, this Thread is is really about accepting your friends, one, that you need friends, and then secondly, Accepting your friends with all their faults and failures and and recognizing that no human friend is going to be a perfect friend, that we're going to have some some failure even within our family and our friendship circle. So you don't just cross people off because of that, because you yourself are full of failings. Now, we'll notice in this text, we're in uh, verse 27, uh, we notice that in all things, Christ is communal. Whether he's suffering or succeeding, he does so in community. And I really praise God for what Asia has been in my life in the last 20 years. Um, Understanding a a much deeper level of community uh, came to us when we moved to a culture that really doesn't see individuals as, as one, but sees everyone as an extension of their fellowship group and their friendship, their family group. Uh, and that opened a lot of uh, things in our mind that, that helped us understand, well, one, the kind of life we want to live, but two, what early Christianity was. Uh, I remember I had a student in seminary, and they were writing this paper talking about 
how that um, they had left employment and they were they were serving the church full time, but it was a small church and a poor church, and they didn't have much money for anybody. So they had something like ten dollars or fifteen dollars a month for their food, and they were just talking about how hungry they were, and that it wasn't just them, uh, it wasn't just that person alone, but that there were seven people that were all volunteers in that church, and they were all in the same situation, and they all lived in the same room uh, in one house, and I just thought, oh man, that makes it even worse, but when I read uh, his description of it, he said, but it was bearable because we were so many. It was like, although the food now had to stretch to feed so many more mouths, and although you had almost no room to even lay down on the floor, that was better. That made it more bearable because there were other people in community. And, you know, from that understanding, we just kind of dove into Asia, and the Lord helped us to plant a church called Lighthouse and really live 20 years in community, and I love it. And that's how we train here in Thailand at Media Light. Students come into one facility. They all live there together, eat, work, uh, and that's where their life's going to be. And I just think there's so much life in the body and the body of Christ, and that's how I want to live. So we find Jesus in this passage in verse 27 on the Mount of Olives, and he, they've already had the Last Supper. He told them that one in the group was actually a betrayer, and they were all shocked at that. Well, now they, they climb this mountain, and they're sitting on top of it, looking down on Jerusalem. And he says, you know, one would betray, but all of you, my dearest friends, will be made to stumble this night because of me. One will betray, but all of you will fall away. I just paraphrase that. Um, he's telling them every single one of you will fall away. And he uses a Greek word for the part of a trap to which the bait is attached. And it's the thing that makes you fall on your face, the thing that disables you. So he says, in your, in your love for me and your loyalty to me, something will happen to test that tonight, and you will not pass the test. Every one of you is going to fail the test of friendship. All of you are going to to uh, fall down. That trap is going to grab a hold of something in you that is your weak point, and you are going to be made to stumble. Uh, how does Jesus know this? Well, he, he reasons theologically from Scripture. In Zechariah 13, 7, the Scripture talks about when God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will flee. And Jesus quotes that. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered in verse 27. And so you have this image of a shepherd, and the shepherd has this beautiful relationship with the sheep. They trust the shepherd. They come to the shepherd for nurture. This is the one who feeds them. This is the one that gives them their security. But now this shepherd has been wounded by an outside uh, force. He is down. He is in his own blood, and no one comes to his rescue. And at that moment, all these sheep don't gather around their shepherd. They run. They run for their own lives, and they scatter. This principle, strike the key leader and scatter the work. 
that he has built. You know, how often have we seen this tragic principle throughout church history and just in the last few years? So leader, uh, take heed to yourself as the New Testament uh, enjoins us. Uh, when people are following you, you have to be double careful. You're not just living for yourself, you're living for others, and your moral failure destroys their life. It tears down their confidence, and they end up scattering. And especially if you are leading uh, a spiritual community, you have to establish um, principles and policies that will help minimize our own temptation and the potential for sin in our own lives. And I think those things usually circle around money, sex, and power. And we need to limit our own ability to do wrong in all those areas. And usually simply keeping the lights on will be a big step toward that. You know, if you want to keep uh, students in high schools off of pornography on school computers, you just turn the computer screen toward the center of the room where everyone can see what's being looked at. Uh, we need some transparency in our life. But this scripture is also speaking um, of just what happens when there's an outside attack on a leader. And sometimes the leader has not failed in any way. It's just because they are, you know, the one on the horse in the war, you shoot that one because it just disrupts everything. And as long as there have been Christians, we've had pressure from the world because we're countercultural. And from time to time, the world will just wheel around and, and some groups will just target the shepherd and go at him. I was just with a meeting with the Christian broadcasters group that I'm, I'm with, uh, United Christian Broadcasters. And we had a briefing on the, the, the reality that if you are a Christian broadcaster in Europe or in the West, you are probably going to be sued. Uh, one of our UCB outlets uh, has an average of three legal actions uh, a year that they have to deal with as uh, radical groups and as a lot of times it's a, it's a militant gay group and the things that you say, they, they want to class them as hate crimes and anything, you know, it's just the general antichrist spirit. So what do they do? They want to attack the leader of that thing. And so we have to be extra careful, but sometimes even in our care, we're just ambushed. And uh, if we have not built the people up to be leaders themselves, because it's one thing to lead followers and it's a whole nother level to lead leaders. And Jesus knows that he is leading leaders. And, um, you know, as he, as he tells them, every one of you is about to fail a major test in our friendship, you're not going to stand by me during my trouble. You're going to run away from me to save yourself. You know, he looks at his friends and he says that to them, but he doesn't seem to blame them. Uh, I think there's probably three things at, in play here. One, he accepts the human frailty of all his friends. He knows all his friends are fallen humans and they are not going to be perfect in the way that they love. Secondly, He's looking at a principle. If you do strike a shepherd, at least for a while, the sheep do scatter. There's just a panic that sets in, and everybody tries to find their own safe place. And thirdly, um, 
there is an ancient prophecy in Zechariah about God striking the shepherd, and it will unavoidably be fulfilled. When Jesus sees prophecies that line up with himself and his followers, he just knows that's unalterable. This will happen. Those words are written to us to prepare our minds and our hearts for the absolute eventuality that we're going to see that thing take place. You know, prophecy is not something that's in the scripture so you can pray it away. It's going to happen and it's to allow us to prepare our minds. So he's preparing their mind that the prophecy says, I'll be, I'll be stricken and you will all run. Um, but he knows he's leading faithful people and that in the end they'll come right. And he says to them in verse 28, but, After I'm raised from the dead, I'm going to see you again in Galilee. So he assumes a successful ending to this test. He assumes their ultimate goodness and loyalty to him. And that after a brief period of instability, they're all going to find themselves and they're all going to, you know, come right with him. And I think that's a really important principle in friendship. You know, sometimes a friend that you thought was a friend turns out to be an absolute Uh, snake. And that happened with Judas. You know, Judas did not come back. Judas did not meet them in Galilee. Um, Judas was a betrayer. And sometimes strange, you know, I've seen it happen uh, that I've seen women in distress or husbands taken from them. And I've watched people that they thought were their friends now try to get advantage in their business. And, um, you know, it just breaks your heart. But I've also seen just good friends, real friends, but they messed up. And uh, in, a, in what was really a weak moment, they fail you. And then they come right in their mind, they come back to you, they apologize for what they've done. And that's where you have to make a decision, whether you're going to hold it over people's heads or whether you're going to forgive them, embrace them, trust them again, and move on. Because you can't say, well, I'll take you back, but I'm never going to trust you again. Uh, you can't have relationships without trust. And Jesus is willing just as God is willing every single day with all of us to love us, knowing that we don't love him completely, knowing that we will not follow him. Absolutely. That we will, our journey with him will have lots of stumbling and rising and falling and over and over and over. This is how we are going to move forward in the Lord. You know, thankfully we can develop a life where we have longer seasons of serving God. Well, But, you know, if you're going to judge every word, every thought, all your attitudes and all your actions, I don't think there's anybody who can stand. And that's not the basis of our relationship with him. We are saved by grace. We are held by grace. We are embraced because he loves us. That's why there's any relationship here at all. God loves us and his love brings love into us. And causes us to love him back and to love one another. But if not for the love of God for us, all of this falls apart. And if not for the grace of God and the forgiveness of God, all of this falls apart. And that's why it's really important that all of us live in forgiveness. So let me ask you, is there anybody that when you see that person or you even think about that person, a dark cloud comes over your mind and maybe you disconnect from reality and you go into this imaginary 
verbal battle with this person? Do you have somebody like that in your life? You need to forgive them. Jesus said that forgiveness is a gift we will all receive from God. He will freely give us forgiveness without charge. But it's a gift we not only receive, it's a gift we must give. And the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray says, Forgive me of my sins, for I have already forgiven those who have sinned against me. If we're going to receive God's love and if God's going to keep walking with us despite our many failures, we need to do the same with other people. So this week, give somebody a break and uh, and appreciate your friends. Maybe it would be a good week since there's no holiday at all facing us that makes these things obligatory. Maybe this would be a really good week to take note of who your friends are and to thank them for being good friends to you and try to do something a little extra special for your fallen human friends even this week. And if they don't perfectly suit you this week, let's just get on with it and get over it. Well, I think we're going to stop with that. I'm going to try to make the threads a little bit shorter. We've been going inching up to half an hour. I'm going to try to keep them well inside 20 minutes because they tell me that the average commute time is 18 minutes. So this will be just enough to get you on your way with a good dose of Bible teaching for the day. So we'll come back and pick up this story on our next thread. If you'd like to contact me, you can just email me directly, chuck at quinley.com. You can visit uh, my website, quinley.com. We've got a lot of new things happening in our life and in the ministry this year. And we're working on an Android app for this program. So if you've got a smartphone, uh, we'll work on an iPhone app, but iPhone in Asia is still pretty small uh, percentage. So uh, an Android app, all the smartphones um, are pretty much using Android technology, and that'll let us put a little app on your on your cell phone. You just click it, and all the thread uh, podcasts will be there uh, at any time uh, for free that you want it. Uh, we're working on the app now, and the app store that is doing it for us, they require us to charge two bucks. So when you hear about it, uh, we'll announce it on the show. And then if you've got a smartphone, you can just download it and have a thread with you where you go. Uh, please let your friends know about the broadcast. If you like it and it's ministering to you, uh, help us grow the broadcast to reach more people. Have a great week. God bless you. See you next time. Okay.